All right, what's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, Locked on ACC here. And, you know, we have a lot of chatter going around the ACC when it comes to men's basketball. Louisville coach Chris Mack, he might be on his way out. Separation agreement is on the way. Who could be in? Bruce Pearl, former Boston College star. Could he be finding his way to Louisville, Kentucky? We got AJ Black here to talk about it. Let's get it started. <laughs> On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundboard for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Venice, visit sonos.com to learn more i'm your host Candace cooper each and every single day i have a rotating cast of crew that come and join me wednesdays we usually get aj black from locked on boston college holding it down talking about all things basketball and football when it comes to our conference so we're so excited to have him back yet again aj i hope you hope you've had a good start to your week i have it's definitely it's been it's been fun um i've been really getting into women's basketball bc's women's basketball team's really been uh playing well lately and um I'm looking forward to watching them play more and um, looking forward to talking more ACC football and basketball. Here. Yeah, I love that. Can't start out this Cam Swartz for doing the big things over there. And then, I mean, hell, the men's team. We were talking about that earlier this week. I feel like we nobody called them winning eight or nine games. I ain't going to hold you. I was, I was not thinking that Boston College was going to do much in the conference and come away with some conference wins. Nothing to uh, shy away from with Coach Grant and the boys. No, not at all. And, and like – you know, you, you go into the season, and I, I, I am the first to admit, I thought one, maybe two ACC wins. They got three already. And mm-hmm. the, and they've got more winnable games coming up. So, I'm not, this, they get UNC coming up. They're going to get smoked there. But <laughs> then they get maybe not. You never know with this, this UNC team. Yeah. Well, regardless, you know, BC is, is heading in the right direction. You know, yeah. they've got two four star recruits coming in next year. So, they're going to they're gonna get their shooters. But you see that you see the improvement Grant has made. Um, in terms of just the defense and the morale of the team, the team seems happy. Uh, the team seems really engaged with him, and mm-hmm. um, it's starting to pay off. And with some wins like over Virginia Tech and Clemson, no doubt. Well, speaking of teams where things are not necessarily pay- panning out with their coach, head coach of Louisville basketball, men's basketball, I should say, Chris Mack is on his way out the door. They were talking about his radio show being canceled, and then how the board of the school was meeting to figure out a separation agreement. And nothing is being finalized, but there is widespread ex- uh, expectation that he will no longer be the coach there. It's been a lot of murmurs, you know, just from his press conferences and his mood and his energy being down. They've lost five conference games. It's just been a struggle. You've had players like Malik Williams who not even comment about, you know, whether or not the team has kind of lost their interest in engaging with coach. So, so many things are pointing to him not being there. What are your thoughts about midseason fires in general and just for the fact that Louisville, it hasn't been the team that we're used to seeing on the basketball court? I mean, you have to save your locker room at some point. Boston College did it last year. They fired Jim Christian in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the team, that, that game, that season was lost, right? Yeah. And, it's, and for Louisville, you know, they're a 500 team or so right now. But I thought Eamon Brennan of the, of the Athletic had it really well. Uh, it says you don't get credit for being Louisville. Louisville right now is a non-entity. Louisville might as well be Boston College. What a mess. Um, they're just a disaster right now. And to hear, like, as you said, I mean, I, I cover Boston College, but some some quotes when you hear it coming out of a coach's mouth, you're like, holy moly, what is going on over there? 
yeah. when they when the lost the lost thing when he even admitted to it we're lost we don't know what's going on right and like wow that's a <laughs> lot to admit at a press conference yeah. you know mac he came to louisville from xavier smaller pro- not a small program but a smaller you know profile school to right. louisville one of the biggest basketball programs in the country all the all the lights were on him and he does not seem like the right coach at the right time and you know, if Louisville's got to move on now to save the program, they've got to do it. Right. I absolutely agree. Now, Mac is in his fourth season over a seven year contract. And usually when people start talking about separation agreements, it's trying to figure out how we can like, get you to go quietly without having to pay you on the back end. We know all things that we deal with in terms of money issues when it comes to public universities. Now, in Mac's first season with Louisville, they earned a 20 and 14 record and it just didn't really get better in terms of energy wise. Like, yes. The team has been viable, but never been on top of standings. And listen, we also have a Louisville team that's been full of scandal, right? He was a part of his, you know, assistant coaches having scandal. And we all know, you know, the former head coach having scandal. So it just feels like Louisville can't seem to get right on track when it comes to building the basketball dynasty that they want to have. Right. And you have a new AD and a new president coming in. Yeah. And do they want to deal with Mac, who has lost the fans, lost the players. And as you said, he's part of that Dino Gaudia, like, uh, you know, the, the legal mess there. And his mm-hmm. name is dragged through all of that. Yeah. And whether he, he's guilty or not, he's associated with it. I mean, there. if you're a new AD, you're coming into that situation, do you want that to be something that you're straddled with? No. Yeah. You want to move exactly. on. You want to find a new name. And I'm wondering if, you know, the new AD or you know, the new uh, administration is also looking at the football field, right? I think Satterfield might be sweating on his brow a little bit and nothing is safe. If you don't deliver and you lose the fan base and you more importantly lose the players, you will be out that door. So I feel like that's even more pressure on him to kind of get things right on the football field because Lord knows we all have been not exactly Satterfield fans over here on this podcast. Yeah, I've been pretty tough on him. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, Satterfield's got to feel his seat is hot. I mean, the women's basketball coach is the only one I feel like that <laughs> sitting there with the, with their with their feet up at this point. Yeah, right. But, and I, after that NC State loss, I don't know because that that was a horrible uh, thirty-one to nine run towards the fourth quarter. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> for Mac, Louisville is a basketball school. I my buddy yeah. that I my my buddy that writes for SI Louisville. We, me and him are on text constantly. You know when we're covering stuff, and when. You know, I talk to him a lot about like, you know, BC football. That's usually when all my pages blow up and all the mm-hmm. most traffic. It, he says it's not even close. Basketball mm-hmm. is king at Louisville. And oh, Louisville, excuse me, I get it right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you, if you're messing up, they're going to call you on it. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, Max seems like the guy, like he does not have the personality to mm-hmm. be at a school in Kentucky where basketball is king. Yeah. and you know, he, you know what? He's probably going to get fired and he'll go to some, a smaller conference. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be a small conference, A10, um, you know, the Big East, something like that. And he'll go and just like he was at Xavier, he will be a dominant man. But yeah. it just feels like, you know, and we're seeing it at other schools too, where some of these smaller schools, these coaches are just staying where they're supposed to be. And we're, I'm betting Chris Mack is thinking right now, man, I should have never left Xavier. Maybe so. Yeah. And I think maybe he might end up at a place like Iona, you know, one of those yeah. small time schools end up having these elite I'll take coaches. Job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that, you know, obviously do what's best for him, best for the team. However, you can move on and do it amicably is I think it's always better business than having to be ushered out 
in a not great space. And if you think about just the state of Kentucky, as you mentioned, Kentucky basketball is doing really well right now. And whenever you look at the, your foe on the side of the room, you start to ask questions. So it's always, you know, quick to say, yeah, you're not that guy. But there are potential fill-ins that I want to get AJ's, you know, uh, opinion on here because I feel like there are some good candidates that could join at this you know, strong class of ACC coaches that we have here in our current conference. But first, if you are a fan of any of our ACC teams, we strongly encourage you to get this new incredible app called Get Upside, where my listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. They just downloaded the free Get Upside app in their App Store or Google Play, and they can they use promo code SCORE for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up, and they got cash back. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Use promo code SCORE, that's S-C-O-R-E, for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. And when you get this cash back, it gets right added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE, that's S-C-O-R-E, to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. So we're here with A.J. Black, locked on Boston College. You can find him in all of his Boston College content. It's all over the Twitterverse, all over the Internet. He is the ins and outs when it comes to those Eagles. And we were talking about a our former Eagle that could be new head coach of Louisville basketball, if he so chooses. He has a lot going on right now. I'm talking about Bruce Pearl, the head coach currently at Auburn, the number one team in the country, and yet he might find himself wanting to be in Louisville, Kentucky. And to me, that seems odd because strike while the iron's hot. You got a great team. You're feeling it. The energy is there. I understand the you know ties to it. But why would you want to leave a good thing that's happening for you? Money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Louisville's going to pay him. And, yeah. But, I, I, you know, we were looking at that tweet that had a list of possible candidates for Louisville. And. Two of them, I'm immediately going to say, are bad ideas. I, they could be good coaches. Bruce Pearl would be an excellent coach. He, yeah. he wins everywhere he goes. But he comes with baggage, you know? Yeah. He's a guy that has uh, a history with with fractions and all the same stuff that you got with Rick Pitino. Not, not as bad as Pitino, but the same kind of stuff with mm -hmm. Pitino and that you got with Chris Mack and his assistants. You need to have a clean slate when you bring somebody in. So I, yeah. I don't think Bruce Pearl's a good choice. The other one that I thought, I was like, oh, same thing. We'll wait. Was yeah. that I, was like, <laughs> I mean, you're going to bring in a guy that's basically young Tino. Like, yeah. it's like really, I, don't, I hate using the word sleazy because I don't know him, <laughs> but it, it comes across as sleazy. Yeah. And I, Louisville, they need a good coach. And so out of all the lists, the one name that I said, oh, he would be a home run because he, he's done it everywhere he goes in Tino's mm -hmm. Alabama. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a guy that's at a program. Yeah, Alabama's Alabama for football. I think Louisville can outbid to get him over there. And yeah. he, he would be a top-level ACC coach. He's got a clean sheet. He wins at big schools. Obviously, Alabama's a big school. Um, I, I, I think he's a good choice. Yeah, I think I agree with the Will Wade comment. Based on that uh, HBC, was it HBO documentary that came mm -hmm. out uh, where it was like this, talking about the scandal and the paying player. All, like, everything that you saw on there was just too real you know, for you to not believe any of it. And so I feel like and the name of the game when it's pay to play, especially now, it just doesn't seem like the greatest fit when you're trying to have a clean slate. But Nate Oaks, I, I think, you know, Alabama being a decent basketball school and trying to be, you know, somewhere where you could really be the name, the face, and be a part of that program that's going to run infamy. Nate Oates certainly 
would be a great next step. But like you said, money talks. Bruce Pearl can certainly be convinced and maybe they'll find some money from him down there in Auburn. Who knows? A lot to discuss there. That's what we have for now. And of course, if you guys want to listen to the Locked On Louisville podcast with our guy Dalton Pence, make sure that you head over there. I'm sure he'll have some exclusive news, interviews, and more insight. He's one of our best local experts. So make sure you tune into him. You can follow him on LO underscore Louisville on Twitter. So there's that. Now, moving on to some football news that we love to have AJ here for. The ACC football schedule is here. The release happens on Monday, January 31st. We're excited to see who will be playing who and when. And, you know, AJ, just because I have you here, always got to pose the question, who has the most to prove this season? Now, we've seen teams, you know, have some lackluster years. We've seen teams who put everything on the line and they just had some really incredible runs. Shout out to Wake Forest and all that good stuff. We've had some teams that are used to being on top and slowly found themselves in the middle of the pack like Clemson. But for you, in your opinion, who is going to need to step it up big or really feel the pressure going into 2022? Um, it's funny that you brought up Clemson. They're not going to be my choice because I heard Dabo, <laughs> Dabo's comments after the season and some of the, the, the press around him that like basically worship everything he says. Yeah, and, and th- that this was such a challenging season that they were, you know, beaten. I'm like, oh my god, stop! So <laughs> you have like a team full of blue- like I, I love Clemson. I know they're a good program. They were ten and two. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's not cry over it. <laughs> you're fine. You're gonna get better. You had a freshman quarterback that, or a redshirt, yeah. you know, quarterback in there. You're gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm gonna look at you. UNC is the team that has something to prove because this is put up or shut up here for Mac Brown. Like. I don't know how much longer they can continue having disappointing years with talent all around. And as you know, we'll talk a little bit about recruiting in a minute, but you've infused so much talent in, into this program and bringing in all these five stars and four stars at some point that you should be able to get the results that you want and not be a, you know, just above 500 team. And they're not doing that right now. And that is on the coaching staff. So for me, UNC is the team this year that has the most to put up with. Oh, I love that. Let's call them right to the carpet. Let's do that. Because yeah. I feel like Carolina, if they hadn't fired Jay Bateman, if they had made no coaching changes, which they let go of defensive coordinator Jay Bateman in the early in the offseason, if you are not caught up there in Carolina football news. And they brought in Gene Chizik, former Auburn great, and he used to coach at Carolina. He stepped away from coaching in general, and now he's back trying to get things back in order. And when he was there, Carolina's defense was one of the best in the conference. So they're trying to go back to the whole they're, – they're taking a page out of Carolina basketball book where they want to go with someone who is used to Carolina family, used to Carolina culture, and, like, that's all well and good. We did that, bringing Mac back, and that's fine. However, I'm of the mind that, you know, if some things are broke, you try and fix it with maybe something different, not necessarily what worked in the – like, what maybe kind of sort of worked in the past. So I'm fine with the Gene Chizik hire. I think the way he talks about NIL deals and kids and money, super weird, and I feel like he's not the best in terms of being progressive. But if you can get these boys to learn how to wrap up and tackle, I ain't going to be mad. (laughs) If we can get back to the fundamentals of really good football, I won't be upset. I know we got to keep the main thing the main thing. That's exactly what everyone talks about every year in their pressers. I think that Carolina is at, you're absolutely right when saying that Carolina has a lot to prove. This should be Mac last year. He should consider retirement if he does not figure out how to get on the board. And it's going to be even more difficult to have a Sam Howell, you know, rely on, right? You don't yeah. have, like, last season, had a Gene Chizik been in place, who knows what kind of year 
Carolina could have had with Sam Howell at the helm. Now you have, you know, determining factors at the quarterback position. I'm surprised they haven't dipped their toe in transfer portal because at the end of the day, I mean, Jacoby Criswell is great, but I'm always looking for one who already knows the system and has already had some starting reps. A lot of unanswered questions there. Now, I will say on top of Carolina, I feel like the team, one of the teams that has the most improved is Wake Forest. Was that a fluke season last year? Are you actually making progress? This is a turn page for Coach Clawson and company. Can you do it again? Or is it going to be a lackluster performance or middle of the road thing? And this was just one of those sparks because yeah. you had a young, you had a young team. You also had a lot of guys who are vets and they like figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I totally agree with that because I think there was a lot of statistics that would show that this is a fluke. That was a fluke year for Wake Forest. Yeah. You can't let up that many points <laughs> and expect to win 10, 10 games multiple years. Right. Yeah. Unless you're playing in the big 12 and then that happens to every game. But um, but they have everyone coming back. Basically, mm-hmm. they have almost their all their stars are coming back. You got Sam Hart mm-hmm. and you got um the uh the wide receiver Perry of Tully Black and his first. Yep, eighteen. Uh, eighteen. I was trying to think of his initials. I got AJ all stuck in my head. <laughs> um, but you have all you have all their star players coming back. Can they replicate that? That is going to be a major storyline, and I think it's worth watching because I, you know, if if Clawson can do it. He's going to be a big time name going into next year's coaching carousel. Yeah. If he can do it multiple years, he's showing that this is something he can replicate. Uh, Wake Forest should watch out because some big team's going to, that can't get winning, you know, like an Auburn or something, mm-hmm. they can't, can't, can't consistently win uh, to the level that they want to. They're going to go look at him and go, oh man. But there's also the possibility that they go right back to being a six or seven win team and you're going, oh, well, maybe the, the defense has figured it out or yeah. that was kind of fluky. So they're, they're wanting, you know, I also want to say Boston College has to be up there too. I was just gonna, I was just gonna, you took the words right out of my mouth, yeah. AJ. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right there with you because it's year three now of happening. Yeah. Well, co- coaches have gone a lot quicker than this. So, you know, it, they can't go seven or six wins and, and, and be happy, especially this is the last year of Zay Flowers and Phil Dracovic. You got to keep them healthy. You got to do something here. So they've got a tougher schedule and, you know, they're playing some better teams. Um, out of conference, they got Notre Dame, Rutgers, mm-hmm. and I'm, not, you know, I usually like to rip on Rutgers, but Greg Shiana's <laughs> done a nice job of putting them in the right position, so they're going to yeah. be tougher. Yeah, and yet UConn, who I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to float their boat. I'm not, I'm not buying in on them yet. Um, <laughs> and, and, but you have them, and then you have your ACC schedule. You have a yeah. improved Clemson, NC State, Louisville. They're all decent teams that could be really tough next year. So yeah. can BC take that next step? Because Absolutely. If BC goes seven wins again, and knowing that they're going to lose Zay Flowers and Phil Dracovic, fans are not are, the 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 um, halo around Jeff Halfley is going to dip real quick because he's going to start looking a lot like Steve Adazio. Now mm-hmm. they're, they're in their third year and he hasn't done anything. Yeah, so he's going to figure something out and get something going. And the challenge is already piling up because you know they just lost their offensive coordinator to Pitt. Mm-hmm. Their their defensive coordinator is a finalist for the Notre Dame defensive coordinator position. Um, so there, there, you know, there's going to be some shakeups, but you know, this will be a big year to see if he can actually take that next step. And I, and it's put up or shut up time for Halfley. Yeah, I agree. And you know, everyone said the reason why Boston college kind of slumped was because they had to put Dennis Grossell in because Phil right. was hurt. And so right. Phil was the reason, and now you've got Phil. So right. what's the reason if it doesn't come to pass? And I think that's a big part of it. And I will say even for Pitt defending ACC champions, like everyone counted, no one really has you as the team that was going to win it all fine but 
are you still atop of the coastal going to next season when you have teams with Miami, you know, and having Tyler Van Dyke be a lot better than he was last season and be getting on top of that coastal Virginia Tech with new energy and a new coach? Are they getting back to who they used to be? And so I think as much as we talk about the coastal being a shift, Atlantic Division is probably going to be the most interesting, you know, and I'm excited for that because it's a fresh change. It's not, you know, a huge spin cycle of that, but also Georgia Tech. I mean, we could really go down the list. God knows they have coach Collins has to figure it out quick or he will be out of a job without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, this seat is uh, flaming hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs going to Alabama, which hurts my heart because I wish he would have, you know, just looked uh, at Chapel Hill, but yeah. you know, it's, it's just, it's bad for the conference. Like you don't even feel like we're competitive enough to give you that NFL type edge or give you like, get you draft ready. And so I think that's something also to consider as we look at teams, but Speaking of people getting getting people ready and getting them, you know, set for life after the ACC, we want to talk about some recruiting news and why, you know, there are some wars going on, especially in the North Carolina, South Carolina region here in just a bit. But first, Bet Online has the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. They've got a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. You can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. Basketball, football, hockey, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Now it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And I know it's the end of January and you're like, oh, I got to get back on track. And there's still time. You can start February off fresh. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because they have some really good treats that you'll want to eat, unlike most protein bars that can sometimes be chalky or not that good. If you want to eat healthy but you just get bored, make sure you try to add a little chocolate to your life. And Built Bar is 100% covered in real chocolate. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The way That way, when you enjoy delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. There you go. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's Promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. So we're wrapping up the show here with AJ Black, the blocks on Boston College. And, of course, we talked about guys wanting to go to the next level, but first got to get into these really great universities that we have here in our conference here at Locked on ACC and Clemson UNC. The battle came out with a great article. Shout out to Grace Brainer from The Athletic. Great article about Clemson and UNC and Mac Brown versus Dabo Sweeney and how the pull to go to UNC is a little bit more these days than it is at Clemson. And has Clemson lost its luster? And I don't know. I would love to get your thoughts, AJ, because I think the way college football is happening now with the NIL deals and guys wanting more than just playing the X and O's, having someone like a Dabo Sweeney who's hell-bent <laughs> on not adjusting to the new times, maybe it's turning some of these new kids away. Yeah, I mean... Why, if you could go to a school where they're, they're, you know, really embracing NIL, they have programs in place, they're, they're working to find partnerships within the community. Why wouldn't you go there? And yeah. then, I mean, you know, I think the gleam, you know, for years, what we've seen is those blue chip schools just hoarding recruits. They just get yeah, all yeah. the five stars to go to Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, USC. Now, you see with NIL, there's a chance for a player to go to Texas Tech. And, you know, there's a car dealership there that'll take them on and, and pay them mm -hmm. to do it. And 
But if you go to Clemson, you're one of 40 stars. And so the opportunity to go to, to Chapel Hill, to a, to a school that has a, a base there that, that's trying to do that, that's an awesome opportunity. And it really does change the complexion of recruiting. It really gives you know these elite recruits the opportunity to find new things. And you're seeing different reasons for different recruits to go to different schools. I mean, just look yeah. at what, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but the number one recruit in the country that went to Jackson State, you know, mm-hmm. with Dion. Like he had his own reasons to not go to Florida State, and he got, you know, he went, he, he blazed his own path. And yeah. I, I, you know, there's those those guys that are doing that, making that choice. That's awesome. I yeah. think it's it really is changing the outlook of how recruiting is going. Now, I want to preface this by saying all of this could probably change if the SEC continues their gobbling up everything and turning it, you know, becoming the <laughs> the one conference to rule them all. Yeah. Um, if they gobble up like FSU and Clemson, forget about it. This is just going to be all the elite recruits are going to go to the SEC and college football is going to be in a world of hurt. But um, right now, I mean, you, you want to have those opportunities to go play at UNC. You want those opportunities to go play at NC State because you can have unique chances there that you won't get playing for Dabo. Yeah, I, I completely agree there. And I think that that's one of the best parts of people, how people stay long in their career is because they adjust with the times that you look at Nick Saban. He is the prototype. Like he is adjusted. He has marched with players. Like he, even if who knows what he truly believes. I don't know that man from a can of paint. He might not believe it himself, but whatever, but I'm sure he recognizes all of his greatest accomplishments have come to the hands of young African-American men. And he's actually listening and taking the time to want to be involved and engaged in what they're doing. Right. So I think, you know, it's really, uh, that's what I'm looking for. It's really setting a precedent for how, if you want to have success and you want to sustain success, you're going to have to adjust with what's going on currently. And so I think that's why we're seeing a shift in Clemson, just because I've heard people who say like, if I ever had a kid, he would never go to Clemson just off the strength of Dabo. And like, not even because he's not a good human, but of strength of like, he doesn't want you to do anything beyond football. And that's just not the reality of what a college athlete is anymore. They're, they're more holistic. They're more, they want to explore all sides of them. They want to try music. They want to try, you know, the NIL deals and speaking engagements, all those sort of things. They want to make money, <laughs> which yeah. is, I don't blame them one bit. Cause if I was in college still, I would want to make money too. So it's just really interesting how it all shifts. But I will say, like you mentioned about the SEC, the ACC really has to have a step up here. We talked about that, you know, a little a few minutes ago, but in terms of proving it, I really want to see a more competitive conference this season to have potential people go to the college football playoffs. I don't want it to be like Notre Dame adjacent. I would love to see us really have that conversation of having some top teams because it's kind of getting dull around here. Like I like the Georgia Alabama game, but that was just a repeat of the SEC championship. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, but you look ahead and you go, who is that going to be? But I mean, yeah. Wake Forest, no one, no one <laughs> expected Wake Forest to do what they did this year. So. Yeah. You yeah. could always have a surprise and, you know, there's a, there could be a team uh, that could really just, you know, shock people. I mean, Clemson could obviously go right back to old Clemson and just be a meat grinder and win it again. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know what other teams out there could do that at this point. Pitt, I mean, Pitt's got some good things you going. You know, for the sake of us, we're lucky to be a power five conference that could go undefeated and get our spot. We're not like a Cincinnati where we're going to have to be perfect and then some and get some help. Right. So I think that's the only advantage that we have. Yeah, I mean that you just need to have a a good season. And Wake was so close. I mean, they they win one or two more games, and they were they would have been in. But yeah, they didn't, you know, in the end of the day, they didn't do it. So, 
We live to see another day. AJ, it's always a pleasure to talk shop with you. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Of course, I am the uh, host of Locked On Boston College. I do that five days a week. Check me out at Locked On DC on Twitter. I've um, been talking all sorts of things. I was just talking about the Bears GM search because uh, they hired a Boston College graduate. I can spin anything, I tell you. <laughs> we love stories it. about Boston College. Yeah. I was, I was telling Cass before we got on about Bruce Pearl. And yeah. I, I, I could tell you all sorts of stuff. And hopefully he hires Brian Flores, which will really make Chicago the Boston College uh, pathway. But <laughs> anyways, uh, you can check me out five days a week on there. I'm also on YouTube. I'm also the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com, part of the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Network. I'm about to lose my voice, so I'm going to sign off here, Candice, but thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. As always, guys, if you are interested in some betting action, we encourage you to hit up Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling at your pod Locked on Bet of the Day. Make sure you come back here tomorrow as we talk to Tyler Aki about basketball. We'll recap some of the week games, and then we'll get you ready for Friday with Jersey Drake. We got a preview of the weekend and all some good stuff, some best bets. So follow us at Locked on ACC. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked on ACC. All that good stuff. I think I have everything covered for Candace Cooper and AJ Black. Until next time.